0: I'm Judy Pollack, AdAge Executive Editor, standing in for Brian Breaker for a special Super Bowl edition of the AdLib podcast. Joining me is Jeff Goodby and Rich Silverstein, founders of Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners, who have four brands in the big game this year, Doritos, Cheetos, SodaStream, and Pepsi. The team who created the infamous Got Milk slogan is taking their advertising expertise to the Masterclass platform, where they will lead a series of classes, including one on Super Bowl advertising. So really glad to have them here today to talk about their Super Bowl expertise. Welcome, Jeff and Rich. All right. So first things first. Do you watch the game and are your Niners fans?
1: Big time Niners fans. Okay.
2: Not him. Patriots fan. Oh really? Bad Homer. year. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think this is going to be a really good game. And you know, we were we've been in business in the Bay Area for so long that. You have to pay attention to the 49ers. You just have to. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's scary. Our commercials are going to run in the game and all your friends are in San Francisco. They better be good.
0: Yeah. Well, is it tough? Because I, I find when I watch it, because I have to watch the spots, I'm, paying, it's not, I'm not watching the football.
1: Right.
2: No, no it's, you don't watch the game. You watch the commercials. I watch both. <laughs> I do. I have to watch both. Yeah. There's a big gathering at my dad's house and mm-hmm. we watch it with him. Mm-hmm. And we put on Patriots jerseys no matter who's playing. Oh, my God. Oh, that's going to be lovely My mom issue. puts a big Patriots banner up above the TV and we watch the game together. So – I and everybody else talks through the ads. Oh, the first three but seconds. I have to watch the ads. Yeah. Like no, I, I tell them
1: to shut up. Totally. I mean if you have 30 seconds and you've just talked over three seconds, you don't have much of a spot left. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Um, It teaches you you not to put something really important in the first five seconds. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. How does it feel then to be masters of the Super Bowl?
2: Wow. Yeah. I think that's kind of an overstatement. you're, you're You're conflating master class with Super Bowl.
0: Well, they're obviously considering masters of some sort, right? So, I mean, tell me a little about the master class and how you got involved with it.
1: Well, I think it blew us away when we we got a call, would you like to do a masterclass? Because mm-hmm. we, we know about masterclass, and, you know, like there's some big names there. And um, I, I was intimidated. I mm-hmm. went, what am I going to talk about for two and a half hours? But yeah. then Meredith behind me says, you have no problem
2: talking.
0: Yeah, you don't usually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you? Well, I, I was really intimidated, and I m- immediately started making up outlines of what we should talk about so that <clears throat> so that we actually would have a plan but i think you know in the end i think the thing that really comes out is the spirit between the two of us and the way that that invites creativity started a company a lot of good things and mm-hmm. i think that's what really comes through like you yeah. the, the the specifics of what you learn are important and that's good some of it's even technical but um what, comes, what really comes through is the idea of having a good partner that, uh, that you have a good time with. Mm-hmm. And it's not so
1: inside baseball. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, it's advertising, but it's about human nature and how you come across and ideas and the fearlessness of um, doing what you think is right.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of the partnership, I have to ask. Oh, that. Everybody calls it
1: be. Yeah, it bothers the hell out of me. Does it really? I named the company. You're I'm down different. with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a designer – uh i designed the logo first and it and it just looked better at be berlin and silverstein then it became goodby silverstein and partners mm-hmm. and it's been uh, a mistake ever since for 35 years
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might it might be the secret you know <laughs> <It might be. laughs> that it yeah.
0: yeah yeah well back to the super bowl what what's the secret sauce then mm. what makes a good super bowl then
2: well i mean in the old days it was make sure everybody talks about it at the um, at the water cooler the next day. But now it's like, make sure people are texting people about it and calling attention to it and watching it again right now, Mm -hmm. immediately.
1: Now we see it next to the soda stream machine. Right. (laughs) There's a plug. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I think it's a perfect storm of uh, what does the brand stand for? How is it playing in that stage? What are you saying? Don't, don't advertise to don't, don't market too hard. Be funny
2: right. and, and, and have uh, you know, a billion people like it. But's mm-hmm. well, not, and, and not I a think problem. It's not a time to do something that you think is rationally right. For your brand, I think it's time to do something that makes people like you, that's connected to the brand. And a lot of times, those two things get unconnected. People do things that are likable and funny, but they don't really have anything to do with the brand, no. and, and that that doesn't work. We mm-hmm. don't like that. Yeah, and
1: I think it takes a bold CMO. First, mm-hmm. they have to decide to spend the money. Yeah, they have to convince their company to spend the money. Then they have to approve a spot, and they, oh my God! Then they their, have to look for a new job. Yeah, eventually their <laughs> neck is chopped off. And we <laughs> we try to treat our CMOs very well, and they do good, and they get bonuses afterward. Yeah. Actually, I, they don't. I just made
2: that up. No, but there is truth to that. We we have <laughs> a ver, we have a longer um, average lifespan for our CMOs than other agencies. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: we tell prospective clients that.
0: Do you feel the pressure, though? Like, I mean, you've done hundreds of mm-hmm, ads, yeah. right? But this is a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, Does it yeah. make you feel much more pressure?
1: I think the people we ask to work on it, they feel that pressure. We go, it's just got to be smart. It's mm-hmm. got to be the DNA that we think great advertising should be. Um, I think you get lost in it. If you if you freak out that it's on this giant stage, you're not going to do a good job.
2: right? I, I think that at this point in my life, and I'd say – this for rich too being um nervous about things and being afraid of them is not conducive to being creative so I, I think that one of the things we're lucky enough to do at this stage i think is like loosen up and look at the stuff yeah. and make it as best you can it's like mm-hmm. having a horse in the kentucky derby you can only train it so much eventually you got to run the race with right. it
1: right. i mean i just get really optimistic i get so excited you mean we're going to get to do one
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: and then another one and another one. Oh my god And this year, I think we're going to have like four. Mm -hmm. I think it's the
2: biggest we've ever had. Really? uh, uh, Four different uh, clients. That's what's really different. I think we've had four in before, but it was for one client, really. Yeah. And now there's four different clients, which is rather amazing.
0: Pepsi, SodaStream, right? Um, Cheetos, Doritos. Doritos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) This year, though, is a little bit different because there's going to be a political element. Right, Trump and Bloomberg
2: have been the advertising. Yeah, so funny that everybody's talking about that. Yeah,
0: do do the clients worry about that? Do you worry about that?
2: Clients definitely have. They're they're mostly worried about being placed anywhere near the political stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. And I told them, you know, it's okay to be before the political stuff, but if you're after it, it's going to be bad because they're going to people, gonna be, people yeah. are going to be talking about the political stuff for, let's say. Two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's least.
1: hard to make a good political ad. Now, the father of us in advertising was Hal Reini, yeah. and he did Morning in America. That's it. One that I can remember. And before that, it was about uh, Lyndon Johnson. Daisy. And Daisy. That's it. That's two. Two in how many years? Um, there's something wrong with political advertising. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't – and I, I actually think that if they do anything that's incredibly memorable, funny – Edgy, it'll be a mistake on the Super Bowl. It'll be it'll be I think it'll be oddly, um, inelegant for them to do that and wrong. I mean I I just don't think it's 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 a very weird place for a political ad. Yeah, if you ask me. I if if Trump had called me up and said should I be I'd say no. I, I mean I <laughs> hope it doesn't
1: away. change the the feeling of the game. Yeah, I
2: hope.
0: But it doesn't give, I mean, it gives you a really broad audience, the biggest, right? You, you so, can't
2: ignore that. Yeah.
0: So sure. from that it's true. perspective, it's, hitting a, it's a grand
2: at least. gesture. And, and, you know, only a certain number of people can afford it. Mm-hmm. The, those are probably the two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <That's what> I, <laughs> you're right.
1: I mean, it is such a deeply American concept, the Super Bowl. And then have a presidential campaign inside this Americana that we just want to sit back enjoy. With friends, a game,
2: and some advertising. And then it's this other thing slipped in. Right. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of like you got a chance to put a logo on George Washington's uniform. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if one team comes out anti Trump? It's uh, 49ers. If there's oh. ever a team yes. that actually have an anti, you know, What's he called? Trumpers? What does he call that thing? Never Trumpers. Never Trumpers. That would be a great thing to put on the jersey. I design that for free.
0: I don't think you can put ads on the jerseys. I know, but okay. never okay.
1: Trumpers would be really pretty cool. Go.
0: So let's talk a little bit about political correctness. Um, <laughs> how many correctness checks do the ads go through before you actually put them out? I mean, is there more than there was five to ten years ago, examination of this?
1: Well, at first, I think there's an internal filter that mm-hmm. we, as we create the ads and hear them and Jeff and I and Margaret hear the scripts, we go, no, you can't do that mm-hmm. or, or that's OK. That's just the first filter, which you didn't have in the old days. Right uh, Now, I can't speak to the lawyers and the, and the focus groups, but there's a lot that is looked at.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and we have other people around us like – you know, Meredith Falons and people that look at things through the lens of <clears throat> what's the public gonna think? Is it gonna be tasteless? Um and then, you know, oftentimes we go, it's tasteless, but it's hilarious. Come on. Right. You know? Yeah. And and that does happen. And sometimes we win. That yeah. that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think in the end a lot of the a lot of the tasteless stuff that's been on the super bowl you know the hit him in the crotch things and the you know the big breasted women and all that kind of stuff um, the, those things they don't work anymore if they ever worked right you know i mean i think we're, we we we've grown up a little bit about that stuff yeah. we, you know i mean we want we want something we want something more interesting than
1: that well i mean here's a plug for the agency but it's fifty-fifty, male-female split, across the board, mm-hmm. at the highest level, and in the middle, in the middle, and um, it just things are just filtered out automatically in our company. I mean, I just don't think we try to do anything incorrect,
0: right. because it's
1: not the way we're yeah. thinking. Right. We're just, we're thinking of a universal humor, and treating. We've always had this, which is in master class. Um, here's a plug. Um, of treating the consumer with, with respect, mm-hmm. All, we've always had it. So we're not – I don't think I'm, I'm worried about it.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I think we, we have a story actually in this coming issue about uh, it. And basically we have the C, CMO of Sabra saying, you know, almost anything you do is examined. So sometimes you can be in, unintentionally politically divisive. And that's kind of what a lot of people struggle with.
1: Okay. That's mm. true. Yeah. But um, supermodels jumping out of the sky – into the Grand yeah. Canyon. That's not going to happen again.
0: Yeah, it's not not GoDaddy type <laughs> That's stuff. That's not right going to happen. I still haven't forgiven them for the puppies, but anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite Super Bowl ad you've ever worked on?
1: I think we probably have different
2: ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Favorite Super Bowl ad we've worked on. Yeah. You know, um, I, You know, we're very lucky to have a lot of good ones. I must say we tried to put together a little reel of them recently and it would be hard to pick a favorite. I mean I, I think we both would agree that probably the two that, that we're going to immediately mention are the, the E-Trade monkey thing and the, the lizards for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And, and both were very smart. One –
1: for E-Trade, everyone at the time knew that a 30-second commercial was $2 million, which was astronomical. Yeah. And so we put three characters, a monkey and two men, in a garage dancing badly to Mexican music. And um, we just wasted $2 million. Now, what are you going to do with your money? That's a perfect storm of understanding who you're, the stage you're in. So that works well. Same with,
2: same with the lizards. I think that people were looking forward to some kind of reiteration of the Budweiser frogs franchise which had been done for a couple of years at that point. And they couldn't figure out, I mean, they only did a handful of commercials and they couldn't figure out what to do with it. And we just came up it was with the Bud idea. Wizer. Yeah, it was just yeah. Budweiser. You know, they couldn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we came up with this idea of having some animals want to kill them because they were jealous of their their um, Prominence as spokes animals, and um, and, and amazingly, Budweiser went along with that. It was only supposed to go through one, one cycle. Like I think there were four spots on the on the Super Bowl that year, and it was only supposed to go through one cycle in, in which they tried to Louie and Frank would try to kill these frogs and fail, and that would be the end. But they were so popular that Bud said keep it going. We did like 100 ads after that. They were on the, the hold music when you called Budweiser. You'd get put on hold and it would be Louis and Frank. It was crazy. I mean, that's a campaign.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's something that had legs outside of just that one 30-second spot. Yeah.
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: For sure. And that's, you know, and the Super Bowl can have that effect. It can kick off something. We did more things, you know, that, that were based on on the monkey and on the idea of um you know, you investing your money more intelligently for e trade after that. I mean I think the spirit of that stuff went on and on. Mm-hmm. You can build an entire brand starting in the Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. You can. And I, I think Fe- was FedEx on the Super Bowl? Yes, early. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, and I, I think the they, fast talker and all that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh of course let's give Lee Clow and, and Steve Jobs mm-hmm. the credit for changing the whole game. Mm-hmm. The whole game changed. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Still, probably the best ever Super Bowl spot for me mm-hmm. because it just changed everything. Yeah, and then that sixty seconds, and you're using a, a you know, a, a great director. It, it all, it's pretty amazing.
2: But that shows you the effect of these ads because I think that if it if it was just a bunch of advertising people that thought that that was a cool ad, I'm not sure that the Super Bowl wouldn't would have become the Super Bowl. But everybody thought that that was a great ad, and and I think that advertisers, CMOS went holy shit, that's lightning in a bottle. We have to do that next year, too. And yeah. it's, it uh-huh. was just universal. I mean, we have an entire master class just on the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. There you go. Do, do you ever watch – you're watching and you go, oh, shit, I wish I did that one.
1: Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, but also, oh, shit, I'm glad I didn't do that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. That's, yeah,
2: that's <laughs> and that way. happens more <laughs>
1: often than the former.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you text the creative <laughs> that you know and say, hey. <laughs>
2: I, you know what? When I look at the ads the next day and I look back on them, sometimes things look better than they did on the day and sometimes things look worse. I mm-hmm. find that my opinion changes yeah. the next day, yeah. I, especially when I hear other people react. Yes. You know,
1: that's it. You cannot imagine what it feels like when you're in a living room with a bunch of people who haven't seen the ads. They look at it differently right. than we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could be – I actually think they're more forgiving than we are. Mm-hmm. I
2: think they look at it and go,
1: oh, that's great. And we go, oh, well, it's okay. Well,
2: their attention span is totally different. You know, they look at it as a holistic kind of experience. Whereas we look at it and go, oh, man, that last line sucked. Yeah. They had yeah. it going and they blew it. <laughs> well, we look at it as an art form. Yeah. I know it's crazy, but we do.
1: Yeah. They look at it as pure advertising. Entertainment, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting.
0: So much of it is humor. Is that harder to execute yeah. than, say, a you know, more straightforward spot?
1: Well, if you're going for humor and it's not funny at the end, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously bad. Um, but we love humor and we are not afraid of it. And it's universal and it's a slip on the banana peel. Yeah. And I would say more than – I would rather do humor on the Super Bowl than a serious
2: spot. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean I, I don't think that it's – a It's not a place for a totally serious spot. It has Mm -hmm. to have something whimsical, something um, ambitious about it. You know, it has to be optimistic in some way that it's just incredibly likable if it's not going to be hilarious.
1: We were talking about this. 30 seconds is not really enough time on a Super Bowl to tell a good story. Yeah. You need a 60. And I know it's a lot of money. Yeah. But you might get
2: more bang for the buck because you've got a complete story. Uh, and, and we noticed that there are lots more – it seems like 60s on the Super Bowl this yeah, year than in yeah. recent years. I mean the
1: cheat has been uh, – and you've seen this. Agencies will show you the two-minute spot, but it's only playing 30 seconds on it. And so that's a cheat. Mm-hmm. you know. But they're sending you the two-minute.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes the longer ones – I remember Avocados from Mexico had a, a, a beautiful two-minute. But when it was cut yeah. down, it lost it so much. Good. of the, Yeah.
2: I know Another that's you mean. so true. Yeah. But you know what? Nothing wrong with that in the day and age of the internet. If you send people to that longer thing and they actually watch it, I, it's, mm. it puts a big burden on the 30-second version to make people go to the longer one. And mm-hmm. if that doesn't happen, then yeah, it's bad. Well, I don't know
1: <laughs> if the USA Today meter is that important anymore. I don't know because so mm-hmm. many other places to see it mm-hmm. and it used to be
2: they were – you know, they defined what people thought. I'm not sure that's true anymore. Yeah. Almost almost anybody can find a publication that will be championing their Super Bowl. Yeah, I've published one already. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We have the top you know, four. I mean, Did you know that? If, if,
2: you go to, if, you, if you're going to like, uh, you know, um, Grocery Fruit Monthly, the avocado thing's going to do okay. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I canceled my subscription to that, by the way.
0: What's your take on teasers? You know, it was yeah. everybody was doing them, then they kind of dialed back for a while. I know you've done a couple already. I, the Cheetos one. Oh, my God. Killed me. I love Give that. Give me
1: five on that one. Yeah. I, I saw it as a consumer. I watched it. I didn't even know we did that one. I've seen <laughs> the spot, but I didn't know the teaser, and I went, that's brilliant. Yeah. The I mean, teaser is teaser's really good. <laughs> well,
0: because you know what's going on. It's like that's what gets it. You sort of yeah. – you recognize it. and You get it.
1: You yeah, and, and there's a lot of um, popular culture little things in it, you know, about – what what was he dressed l- dressed like then? Would yeah. he look like the bag? The idea that maybe he came up with a song because of this—it's all mm. pretty
2: good.
0: Did you wear hammer pants when you worked on the spot?
2: No.
1: <laughs>
0: okay.
2: No, I've never had hammer pants <laughs> on. I'm, I'm proud to say. He is
1: from Oakland, though.
0: <laughs> exactly. But the teaser thing is—I is think it the teaser is important. Yes, yeah.
1: I do. I think anything that whips up. The idea for the big stage is good, and anything after is good that's what's all changed. It used to be well nineteen eighty four they played the spot once that was it yeah now there's a, a prelight a prelife,
2: a life and an afterlife mm-hmm. and I think the best things like like the hammer hold something back, so that didn't give away the, our spot really, no no at all. but but it made you but wanna it made see you want to see it yeah mm-hmm. and I think that that's. That's the best of all possible worlds is do something that makes everybody want to see what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that strange thing with Sam Elliott reading yeah. the Lil Nas lyrics. And, I mean, that, that was – a lot of people have written to me and gone, what the hell was that? <laughs> but once you find out what it is, you have to watch it again. It's hilarious. The
0: reading is amazing. It's
2: amazing. It really is. You know, yeah. he, he is such a cowboy. He, yeah. could, he couldn't get a better character. <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely hilarious.
1: And I do know a little inside. I'm going to say it anyway. He's such a cowboy that he wanted to make sure that what he did in the whole spot was appropriate to being a cowboy. Mm -hmm. He he, he has such um, integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, Krista, we made him dance. I was going to say.
0: (laughs) I was going to say there's got to be a funny story with that.
2: There is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell you later.
0: Oh, you can't tell us now. We can't tell
2: you much about that. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, here's what I want to ask um, about <coughs> funny stories. I mean, there's got to be super horror stories. I mean, it oh. doesn't always go well. It's true. Yeah. Have you had? God. I mean, I kind of heard about one.
2: Of ours? Yes. Okay. Um, Let's see if it's true.
0: Uh, Robert Goulet. Uh-huh. Uh, I happened to be talking to Chris Beresford Hill, and he told me an interesting story about um, there was a writer or something in Goulet's contract, and when you went to go back, He couldn't film again?
2: That sounds correct. Uh I think we wanted to do a follow-up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was one of those ads that when I saw it, I think Simpson worked on it. We'll have to ask him about that. We're going to see him later. Steve Simpson worked on that, I think. And when I saw the ad, I got to say, I didn't think it was very funny, but... It turned into a big hit. Remember that? It was a big hit. And we wanted to do a follow up, and we hadn't written the contract properly to get him to come back. Right. Exactly. And then
0: he passed away, I think. And then he (laughs)
2: died. Yeah, but we (laughs) have. Yeah, but now we have, with the AI, we can get him back.
0: There you go. That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's not in this contract. (laughs) In some cases. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm dead, you can't use me anymore. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think we're very lucky. We haven't had too many real disasters. No. We've had things that didn't really fly. Mm-hmm. I tell of, you what's kind interesting of thuds. some ideas we,
1: that ran, we thought, okay, but we're going back and making a list of what we've done. We've, hey, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> it's so. Funny. We're
2: hard on things, though.
1: Yeah. We're, so yeah. a good one was the Chevy, the end of the world. You want yeah, to go did in that you, spot? you know
2: that? You know that spot?
1: I don't think I know that. She, uh, Silverado truck has a great.
2: Uh-huh. It's. It was 2012, and it was the um, the time when the Mayan calendar had predicted the end of the world. So the thing starts out with the newspaper that says oh, the yeah. end of the world says, is yeah. here. Yeah and you know then you open on devastation and the only thing left is the sky in a Silverado truck with his dog and um, Barry Mandalo starts singing looks like we made it at that point and <laughs> and they drive through all this destruction and and they and they got smiles on their face. they're totally happy they're they're totally happy everything's cool and they pull into like this little gathering of other Silverado truck owners, the, like three or four others that are in one place. One guy has a bunch of Twinkies that he's eating because it's the end of the world and those have, those have actually gone through. And, and there, was a, there was an exchange between them. So the guy gets out of the Silverado and he says to the other guys, hey, where's Dave? And one of the other guys looks sad, sadly and he says, um, uh, Dave didn't drive the best-selling, longest-running, you know, most, longest running, most reliable truck Dave was driving a Ford. So, you know, so end of, so the day – I got to say this. It's funny. The day before the, the Super Bowl, um, I was – I think it was in New Orleans, um, whatever year it was. And, and I was with the client. And the client, Joel Lewanek, was getting calls from uh, the GM lawyers that we should not use the Ford line. We actually had a backup to the Ford thing. Like we had an alternative. Yeah, it was Dodge. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> didn't get any calls from those lawyers let's <laughs> use no it was it, we actually had gotten calls Ford had gotten wind of this and their lawyers had called up and threatened to sue gm if we did this and and like the day before the super bowl i was sitting with with joel lewanek when he said you know what the other one's just not any good we're going to run the ford thing and we did, mm-hmm. and and we, we watched it yeah. recently, and it's it's very fun. It really holds up well. And I remember it now. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Definitely yeah. in the masterclass discussion. Yeah, it was. It 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 taught you about having clients that uh that can stand behind something yeah. a little edgy too. Mm-hmm. Right, come on, it's it's all everybody knows it's a joke. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's it's like, I, I think Joel actually said to the GM lawyer, um, you know. The world's going to end, and we're worried about whether Ford or Chevy, like, is is the one that. Come on, this is silly. It's a joke. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it does take some courage and a leap of faith in general, right? You want that's going to stand out. You got to take a risk. No.
2: Yeah. I think you
1: have to. You have to be bold on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You do. You can't go
2: in, wimpy, and you, you, all guns are blazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and I, and I, and looking back the things that i remember like 1984 and the, the monster.com thing that brought, that buckley did with the kids you know i'm those things they i don't remember a specific line from them but i do remember them as like having an idea to them you know having a story that was connected to the yeah. brand yeah. that's what i remember i don't i don't think that you know where's the beef kind of Things necessarily come out of the Super Bowl with everybody saying that line all the time. I mean, we all wish that that would happen, but everyone's too drunk. I mean,
1: actually. the only thing we can do is give brand a, a voice, a character, a why they existing in the world. Not sell too hard, mm-hmm. but do I like this company? Do I like how they speak? Do I want to be part of that? That's all we can do.
0: Right. The other, but doesn't it make it harder to prove ROI on it?
1: Yeah, but you have a billion people looking at it, so I think the return is pretty good. I mean, at one time I didn't believe in a Super Bowl. I thought it was too expensive for what you got. Now I've totally changed my mind. The afterlife of a Super Bowl commercial is amazing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so you—what other stage? But is you there? have to be sure you do a good job. Yeah, because failures on the Super Bowl s- stick with you for a long time. Have too. you had one? I don't think it was the screaming failure. You know, like yeah, we've had. Things that were just fine, okay. Mm-hmm. N- no, we haven't had a screaming failure that hurt the brand. Right. Yeah.
0: But you're right, Rich. We're talking about ones that pre- from years and years ago that come immediately to mind. I know. Oh, yeah. I remember that one, sure. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: like, do you watch the Super Bowl with your family? Or do yeah. you watch it as a business?
0: No, I watch it with my husband and my son generally.
1: Right, as, as, uh, as you're but just a real I'm person. I'm on the computer the whole time. Oh, you are? Yes. Okay. But or I'll oh. say to them,
0: you've got to watch this one. You're going to like it. But so yeah. how
1: many people do you think are on the computer or their phone watching out? So that's changed. You don't just watch. You know, we joked that the first screen. everybody Everybody's got a
2: second screen
1: out. And someone's right. Did you oh, see yeah. that?
0: you got your Twitter open. you got your Instagram you your yeah. open. You're doing yeah. everything at the same time. I'm reading my website. At, yeah.
1: Uh, are you watching the
2: game?
0: not as much as yeah. I'd
2: like to. Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. the game, but I I do I do get tempted to to text people when mm-hmm. something good comes in, you know, and go, "Oh, damn, that thing was good. Did yeah. you see that?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I'm doing, is texting him and well, going, "Shit, that thing was good." Okay, so I don't
1: want to bring this up, but you know, it's 2-3 hours and you have to go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah. When do you go?
0: And you
1: got to go during the game. You
0: know?
2: Exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. Not, exactly.
1: <laughs> or not at all. It's,
2: it's, that's the real test of an advertising three person. three and two
1: yards to go. The 49ers are on the ah, – to hell with it. I'm going to pee. <laughs>
0: that's <right. laughs> um, Oh, now, now you made me – I'm sorry. The- oh, I know. I was going to ask you, Jeff. You said before, Jeff, that not every brand is right for the Super Bowl. Have you ever had you know, somebody, a client, and you think, you know what? It's a good idea but I don't think you should be on the Super Bowl.
2: Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the things that I think is really important is would you be willing to do it again next year? Cuz I think that the real the really successful brands are willing to go on the Super Bowl more than one year. Like you do a good job with, you know, Emerald Nuts or you know, something like that. They and they have another one the following year and another one yeah. the following year. That's that's what you want. That's the franchise. So it's not just committing to this year. If it goes well, which we pr- hope it does, be be committed to next year and the year after that because that's what really makes it roll. You know, you start looking forward to the, you know, the the avocados ad.
0: Mm-hmm. But does? Oh, sorry.
2: No, it's when a client says, you know, we're going go to go on the Super Bowl. I said,
1: well, you are you prepared to change the way we're doing your your thinking about how you approach a spot mm-hmm. because we're not going to embarrass you and you can't over market the Super Bowl. So are you prepared to to change the rules? Yeah. And if uh, we say that to them mm-hmm. and they all say yes and then and we have to
2: deal with it. And then
1: very really to it? varying degrees they go,
2: "Can't we just talk about the, you know, the fact that the breaks have been
1: <laughs> Well, the worst part is to have the cut and you want to put more product in." Oh my god. And it just it's not like it's wrong to put the product in, but
2: the timing of it won't work. It yeah. won't do what they want it to do. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, f- throughout the year, advertising people, uh, both sides of the, the, of the desk, have learned not to care about likability enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the business has a way of milking that out of you and having people that, that you know, that go, mm-hmm. you know, likability fine, but let's sell some product. Boy, that, the Super Bowl is not a good place for people like that. <laughs> do it before the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl. But don't do it. Yeah. it. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. What the, another theme that's come up this year is inclusion, that we're seeing much more inclusive ads. You know, I think we have you know, just more women, more people of color, LGBT. Right. Is that a, just something you start with when you're casting or th- think about immediately or –
1: you don't you know. think about it immediately. Okay. It's just part of the zeitgeist. You just you just do it maybe after. It's not written in. Let's make sure there is someone of every color, and and sex. Mm-hmm. We don't think of it that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. I've gotten that question from other people, and given the political climate of our country right now, it's amazing that you're asking that. Like, yeah. look at the ads. They're really getting more diverse. It's really great, isn't it? And you're like, but is the country celebrating that? I don't know if we really are in in our lives, yeah. which we should be, of course. Well, I just
1: went to the um, West Side Story last night. It's oh. still in previews. Mm-hmm. It has a little problems, but some of the stuff is really amazing. But in the end, when the, all the, t- uh, the, the the two uh, groups are coming uh, to leave the stage, there's men and men, women and women. It's like, what? West Side Story? Uh, so they changed the whole story to make it inclusive. It's very interesting. So you're right. The, the world has changed and is looking through everything with different lens. hmm But I don't think we – you know, we don't start that way. I think it's just inherent when mm-hmm. you in casting. Mm-hmm. But clients do ask, you know, we're, we're not just an American-centric brand. We're a world brand. So let's make sure – let's not make it look like it's in America.
2: Let's make it just the world. Right. The eyes are – Everything's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a positive impulse in general. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can, you know, it can milk the distinctiveness out of the thing to have it be too multicultural. And it's like, give me a break. You know, that party does not look like – A real party. But everything's (laughs) shot in
1: Prague anyway. Yeah. Okay. Or Mexico City. Uh,
0: Okay. So say I'm a creative doing my first ever Super Bowl. What kind of advice are you going to give me?
1: We actually have people who have worked on first time and and, and like they're really young. Can You you mean as
2: a creative or a a client?
0: By the way, thank you for calling me young. Uh, No, as a creative, you know, or either, either, honestly.
2: Well, as a creative, I think that you very often get the best effort out of the creatives just without telling them to give you their best effort. You know, Mm -hmm. they're looking to do something famous. They're looking to you know, further their own career. This is a big chance for them yeah. as well as for the client and, yeah. and you. So most of the time you're telling them, no, nah, he couldn't do that. <laughs> no. But, you know, we have, besides having the 50-50 uh, split
1: male-female, we have a lot of cultures in our company. Mm-hmm. So this year, Australians, Swiss, mm-hmm. uh, Brazilians, Swedes work uh-huh. on Super Bowl spots. Yep. Now, can you imagine you're in this little – relative small country because you're in one little city and you come to America and you tell your parents you're coming to America to do advertising and then you do a Super Bowl spot. Mm-hmm. I mean that is so American mm-hmm. and they have arrived. You know, they're the new immigrants that have made yeah. advertising. Yeah. So that's true. You know, I bet they
2: were pretty afraid but they won't tell us. But those those forces are really positive ones for advertising and media in general. You know, I think it's a great thing. And it is amazing that it's happening in this atmosphere. It's funny. Yeah. It's not a good atmosphere, by the
0: way. So for clients, now I'm the client, what do you tell me? First of all,
2: First one? Yeah. Um, good question. Put, put, aside, put aside a lot of the things that you traditionally want to get across in the ads. M- make sure that we really do something positive for your brand, connected to the brand, and not complicated.
0: All like, right. Like, we'll go if,
2: with that? like <laughs> if you do the if you do the right thing and nobody notices, it's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there any ad beside your own that you're kind of interested in seeing or that you've, you've heard some buzz about for this year?
2: Um, yeah, some, some of the stuff like the Michael Bay thing sounds like it'll be fun to see. Yeah, hard rock. And um, I I mean, what the hell can Facebook do? What could they possibly Well, do?
1: I'm interested in that just for the, the, the ugly side of it. I know. That's what I'm thinking too. I, but they won't – listen. Wyden Kennedy is a great agency and I'm sure that they'll do a good job. Um, but I don't know what I would do for them. Yeah. Because a lot of it could be hollow.
2: Well, you would do something like what they're doing now, which is you know friend groups I think and the, the positive side of Facebook and Obviously, they're not going to address anything yeah. heavy. I don't think. You know,
1: there are places where maybe we shouldn't be advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 maybe, you know, Boeing should fix the plane before there's marketing. But I know there's a lot of controversy. On that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking. Uh, oh go ahead. go ahead. You go. Well,
0: speaking of controversy, what do you think about Mister Peanut dying?
1: Well, I, I think our world is in pretty bad shape right now, and I wish we
2: weren't talking about a peanut. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, but we need diversion and humor and so. So I heard about Mr. Peanut dying. My my problem with Mr. Peanut dying is I don't really know what the purpose of it was, except to maybe put an end to Mr. Peanut's reign as their logo. Mm. And if that's what it was, it was kind of a depressing way to go. You know, what I mean, it's just it's funny, us. but Something's it's depressing. Happen. Yeah, and it, and it should have had more of a a purpose like he's he's hanging from that branch he falls down he hits the, uh, the 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 peanut mobile and you think that he lived and then that catches fire and rich said you know that would have made sense if it were like double roasted peanuts or something <laughs> yeah. but hey, but you know but, what but it might be but there's no there's no purpose for the thing there's yeah. no purpose so you you end up just feeling kind of sad for mr yeah. peanut unless they're going to bring him back or something it could be and he's going to be double roasted
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. Right.
2: Yeah. But I got to tell you, if I I'm hope.
0: 104, that's the way to go, careening off a road in a high speed chase. Right? Yeah, it's you not know.
2: bad, and it's exactly. it's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh and, my God, advertising, <clears throat> taking advertising serious. I mean, it's made my life very well, good, but it's sometimes I go, I have to step back and go, Oh my God, it's only advertising.
0: That's right. Uh, anything I haven't asked you specifically? Well, you've the done a great
1: job with the questions, about? by the way.
0: I just kind of riffed, actually,
1: in a lot of cases. <laughs> no, it was good. I would just like to say that we were so intimidated that Masterclass asked us to participate. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, this is an ad for Masterclass. And and that is – it was pretty intimidating. And Did you some, say that it was available at Masterclass.com? Yeah, for 180 uh, miles. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but – it was intimidating because of the great people they have had already. And we go, yeah. How are we gonna talk for a bunch of hours about what we do? But um it's been great. It's been really fun. They, it- and they're a first class group of people and they I, I, It was an honor.
0: Was it yeah. easier when you thought once you get going? I it's, mean, exhausting. it's something you know so well.
1: I know, but for
2: two solid days you're just talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the other thing is it's kind of like it's kind Jewish. of like creative direction. You you don't study what you're like while you're doing it as, and, and suddenly we had to articulate things you know, yeah. why, why did we do that why did that work
1: you what know, do we funny. say to people
2: in those situations the and we ca- had to think about things that we hadn't thought about
1: and the any. cast the, 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 um, the crew said oh that was great we learned something and we went you did <laughs> 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 this is all we know mm-hmm. we just do it
0: mm-hmm. yeah. well we learned a, two, a thing or two here today too so you thank did? you so thank much you. for That's, joining us
1: right. it's a pleasure <laughs> okay. thanks thanks
0: Thank you, Jeff and Rich, for being with us today on the AdAge AdLib podcast produced by Max Starnlicht. I'm Judy Pollack, executive editor of AdAge, thanking you for listening to our podcast today and inviting you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Or Brian. See Brian next week. (laughs)